Welcome back in fantasy football players. I am Ethan Paul. This is Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football. I've missed you, and I know you've missed me. Jacob Tyler, let's call it a sabbatical. He's been married, and now he has more important things to do, and we all know what those important things are. But in his stead, Jay Ryder, one of my buddies from our home league, fantasy football connoisseur. Jay, welcome into the show, my man. Thanks for having me, Ethan. I'm very excited to be here. I know you are. I know you're an avid listener to the show. I know you've, you've been bugging me for about a year to be on it. Well, here's your shot, man. You are now our interim host. It's the big leagues. You've made it. Here's your audition. Uh, Jay, are you married? I am married. I'm actually married to your sister. <laughs> Too much information. All right. My point I was trying to get to, Jay, you and I are both married, okay? Happily. But they know better. They know that football and podcasts come first, all right? Not Jake. Not Jacob. No, Jacob made a huge mistake with this one. Yep. He's missing out on it. I'm very excited to be here, like I said, and my wife did not complain one bit when I asked. Yep, because she knows that the potential for this, I mean, we're talking millionaires. We're talking Donald Trump Towers. I mean, the money that these subscribers are going to pay us eventually, you know, right? I mean, that would be awesome to see U.S. <laughs> president. All right, Jay, uh, look, for, for the uh, listeners out there, Jay is in my home league, our Dynasty home league. He's been playing fantasy football for about 10 years, 10-plus 10 years. Uh, been doing Dynasty 4 or 5 with us now. Real into it, really active during the offseason, has some great insight, really studies the tape, watches the combine. Uh, we're going to give him a shot here. We want your feedback. Don't forget, on Twitter, at Show is how you communicate with us. Let us know what you think of the new host, Jay. All right, Jay, for the listeners, Let's let them get to know you. You're in my home league for the Dynasty League. We won't, you know, get, you know, spend too much time on our home league, but what's your strategy in general? Where's your team stand now? Tell us a little bit about how you operate your Dynasty team. Well, I wasn't too excited about my uh, startup draft. I struggled in it. Uh, my first year really reflected that. So I kind of went into a full rebound mill mode. I acquired a bunch of draft picks, traded off some assets, and now I'm at the point where I believe that I can make a run. I don't have that many draft picks this year, but I do have future picks. But my picks from this year are very important. Okay, so like, uh, who's some of your key players? I know you have Corey Davis, uh, Dalvin Cook. Give me some like, you know, headliners. Why do you like your team? I like my team. I have Corey Davis. Uh, oh God, no, I don't want that's all right. All right, all right, that's okay. Well, look, just just pick it up. Just don't let it roll. Let it roll. All right, Jer- uh, Jay, why? Hang on. Jay, uh, let, tell us a little about your team. I mean, you got some headliners. I think you have Corey Davis on your roster. Who do you like on your team that you know you think gives you a chance to win this year? I do have Corey Davis going into his third year, and I'm very excited about that. I also had Dalvin Cook, and I picked up Carryon Johnson last year with Kenny Galladay. I also have Golden Tate, which we'll talk about later. Sure. That went to the Giants, but I'm super pumped about that. Okay, great. All right, so now you know him, people. His name is Jay Ryder. He's going to be joining me on the show. We'll give him a shot. We want to know what you think. Remember, at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter. Uh, is how you get in touch with us. Let's get to it. We're going to start the show with the Combine. We're going to kind of work backwards here. We missed some episodes, obviously. So we're going to start with the Combine. We're going to do some surprises, some disappointments, talk a little bit about each position, except quarterbacks. I don't really like the quarterback class, so we're going to save the quarterback group for the next you know, couple weeks. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some free agency stuff and some trades. So that's what's on the docket today for the show. Uh, Jay, let's start with the Combine surprises. I have a guy that I think has moved himself squarely into talks for a top two, top three running back consideration this year, and his name is Miles Sanders. I'm calling him Saquon Barkley light. The dude is like a Saquon Barkley clone. Now, I know the combine isn't everything, but he tore it up at the combine. Jay, your thoughts on Miles Sanders? I really like Miles Sanders. When I look at a, at a running back, I want to see speed. I want to see explosiveness, and in his tape, it does show that. He's also, throughout his Backup career at Penn State. Mm-hmm. He only has 276 carries going into the NFL. 
276 carries in college. That's amazing. He's got fresh legs. He ran for 1,274 yards this year. Uh-huh. 5.8 yards a carry. He shows everything, just like Barkley, but I'm not comparing him to him. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. This dude can and will be a very good three-down back, I believe, in the NFL. I think so, too. Here's, here's what he kind of reminds me of. What Darius Geis was at LSU behind Leonard Fournette. Limited role. You know, obviously, he had Fournette in front of him. And then when Fournette leaves, Geis gets that one year to shine. Blew up at LSU. I know he battled an injury, but you saw the rare, the, the raw talent. Same thing with Sanders. Barkley gone, Sanders tears it up. And in a Big Ten conference, that's pretty good in, in the defensive category. So listen to his numbers from the combine. He ran a 4-4-9 40-yard 40, uh, 40 dash. He had a 36-inch vert. He had the fastest three-cone drill. He looked smooth in all the uh, catching drills, and, and he showed the shiftiness left-to-right motions in the cone drills. I mean, he, he literally showed that he could do a little bit of everything, which in today's NFL is what you need to do. To, to carve out a role. So uh, I don't know if it increased his draft stock as much in the real-life NFL draft because running backs are just not highly valued compared to what they have been in the past. But in dynasty drafts, could you make a case for Miles Sanders to be a top-five pick in rookie drafts? I can, definitely in this year's draft. Yeah. The running backs aren't as high-profiled as some years in the past, so I really like Miles Sanders. I think he could be a solid guy, and he's definitely starting to show it. All right, what else did you see at the Combine? Let's stick with the running backs. You got another name you want to go to here? I do, Justin Hill. This guy is explosive. He ran the fastest 40, a 4-4. That's flat. pretty good. A 4-4 flat. A 4-4 flat. Now, this guy's a little undersized, 5'10", 190, but he is 21, and he doesn't have as much, he does have, doesn't have as much wear and tear as some running backs that are coming in. Mm-hmm. He did have 632 carries in, the, in college, which can be a little bit, much for a smaller back but if this guy finds the right team he can be very good yeah he needs to go to a team that has like some wide open running lanes you know maybe a zone scheme he, he was at Oklahoma State uh and it was Ju- Justice Hill I don't know if we broke Justin but Justice Hill he Oklahoma State is a pass happy offense but when they did give him the ball he had wide open lanes to run through because of the passing attack he would be perfect to me he in like I'm, I'm not saying he's going to go there, but like a Kansas City where the passing game is such a threat that the defense has to back off and then the running game, you know, has some wide open lanes to run through. That's the kind of situation he, he, he needs. If he goes to the Raiders, I just don't know if he's going to be, you know, used in the right way. So but I, I do like Justice Hill. He has some explosive measurables. <sighs> the size worries me. But you said carries. Remember last year, Royce Freeman was moving up on people's boards in a hurry. He had like a 1,000 carries at Oregon. So 600 and change for Justice Hill, not a deal breaker. Definitely not a deal breaker. That's not that many carries compared to some guys. Right. And I do see him going to a good zone team, but I also really like him going to the Buccaneers. I think he could be a very good pass catching, especially in that offense, mm-hmm. and it makes me kind of excited. Well, what was his weight? You had his weight in front of you. What was his, his weight? He only weighed in at 190, which Oof. which is pretty small for the NFL. See, what I mean, makes me worried there is they have Ronald Jones, who I know Ronald Jones truthers, you know, if, if he is the guy, he's small. So would they have two smaller backs? You know, I don't know. I don't, you know, if Ronald Jones is the guy, maybe the Bucks go with a bigger a bigger body. That's my only thing. But if Ronald Jones isn't the guy, then maybe Justice Hill can be, you know. Um, let's see. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Rock, Raquel Armstead. <laughs> it's spelled R-Y-Q-U-E-L-L. Raquel Armstead, running back out of Temple. A lot of you guys may not be familiar with him. I know you probably haven't watched many Temple football games, but he, he showed up well at the Combine. 4-4-5-40. He had the fifth fastest three-cone drill. 
Um, he shows skills to make an impact in the NFL. I, I don't know if he's a day one, uh, a round one draft pick. I know he's probably not in fantasy leagues unless you're in a 15-man, 16-man league. I, I could see him being a great mid to late second round pick in our dynasty drafts that could really down the line be a nice starter for you i don't think he's an immediate starter in the nfl any thoughts on him i mean did you get to watch him at the combine i did watch a little bit of him at the combine um like ethan said he's definitely not a first round value guy yeah but he can be valuable down the line he can be a goal line back in the right offense i believe uh now he won't catch many balls He's just going to be a guy that's probably going to be short yardage, mm-hmm. can play a decent role. So if you're looking for a guy like that, he's probably your guy. Yeah, I mean, he could be. Look, in, in for fantasy purposes, yes, he had a good combine. He may end up being more of a handcuff, you know, maybe a, a, a one-two punch. But still, he's, he has some talent, and he's starting to creep up some boards. It's a name to watch. He definitely showed out of the combine. All right, Jay, wide receivers at the Combine. Did anybody stand out to you off the top of your head at the Combine? Yes, Paris Campbell. Yeah. This guy played at uh, Oklahoma State University. He ran the fastest 40, a 4-3-1. That Jay, is Jay, the Ohio State University. I'm sorry, the <laughs> Ohio State University. All right, University. go ahead. Tell me about his numbers. Go ahead. So he ran a 4-3-40, which was the fastest 40. Uh-huh. He also had a 40-inch vertical, yep. the fastest 20-yard shuttle for wide receivers. He did measure. He didn't measure too much as a freak, but he does have good hands, and he can break. Whenever he hits th- that three yard mark, and he's going to run a slant, you know he's going to be open. Yeah, just like out routes. I mean, what did you see? Uh, he, he, look, I watched him in Ohio State. This dude is fast. Now I don't know if he's going to be more of a Teddy Ginn fast, where he's just a one trick pony, or an Odell Beckham fast, where he can actually run the full route tree. He's he's probably going to fall somewhere in between. He's not big enough to be a, 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 an elite receiver as far as like a Michael Thomas, but he's not fast enough to be a speed guy like Tyreek Hill. He's going to be a very nice player. He kind of reminds me of uh, uh, the rookie last year for the, the Panthers. Um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. He kind of reminds me of that. You know, freak athlete, super fast, you know, looks really flashy. I just don't know if he's the complete package, but it definitely doesn't hurt. You know, being looking like one of the best wide receivers at the combine, and I don't think he dropped the pass the whole damn weekend, uh, not from what I saw. So no, he was he he definitely showed his hands this week. And just for dynasty people, I want to we don't have them on this particular list, but you should you should Google definitely do your research. I think Ohio State had three wide receivers at the combine, and all three of them look like they might be worth a stash depending on landing spots. So yes, Paris Campbell is probably the best out of the three, but they do have three wide receivers coming out of Ohio State that could be worth a look. All right. You, you, it's your first show with me. Adam and Jacob, the other two hosts of this show, know that I don't like Calvin Ridley. So his brother is next on our list. I'm going to let you go ahead and take the lead on this <laughs> so I don't you know, continue to, to decimate on the Ridley name. Well, I, I'm a fan of Ridley. I'm not going to lie. I, I like him. He is a little older when he came out to the NFL, but he did play very well this his rookie year. Okay. I think he can definitely do good. Okay. Now, Riley Ridley, he's uh he's coming out. He's younger. Uh huh. Yay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he only had forty three catches this year, but in those forty three catches, he looked very smooth. Right. He can run a full route tree, I believe. Okay. Just like his brother. Sorry. <laughs> he had a thirty inch vertical. That guy can jump, and he he's not afraid to get the contested catches. He goes up and grabs the ball. I'm okay. sorry, Ethan. What do you think? Well, uh, here's here's what I think. First of all, he had a thirty inch vertical at the combine. Higher than his brother Calvin, and you know who else jumped higher than his brother Calvin? Who is that? Me. <laughs> 
just, I mean, avid listeners of the, of the show here know that I actually jumped higher, a six-foot white boy, than Calvin Ridley. So I just want to get that on the record with you. Make sure you're aware of it. Anyway, look, Riley Ridley, I actually like him more as a prospect than Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is a nice complimentary number two wide receiver in the NFL, okay, to Julio Jones. It's a perfect role for him. I think Riley Ridley, in the right spot, of course, could be more of a number one guy. Now, I'm not saying elite, but maybe like what Marvin Jones was a few years ago with the Lions as their number one guy. So I see more potential Riley Ridley in a complete package than Calvin Ridley, but I was proved wrong with Calvin. Maybe Riley Ridley is just a role player. Maybe he turns out to be a stud. I have no idea. I can see similar production as Calvin, maybe not as 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 in the big plays like Calvin Ridley, but could be a good good looking rookie and maybe year two, year three guy. I definitely think his stock went up after the combine. I'm not sure how much research you did on the tight ends, Jay, but did you see what Noah Fant did at the combine? This guy blew it up. I did watch him a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of tight ends. I'll let y'all know right, right away. I like to go after the veteran guys. Uh, rookies kind of make me really nervous. Fair enough. But this Noah Fant, he's a fast. He can move. He's definitely a vertical threat type of guy. Yeah. If he falls into the right system, I think he can be valuable at, in maybe year two, maybe year three. I don't know about being a rookie, though. Yeah. Well, who's the rookie last year that went to Miami? Um, the, the tight end. Uh, Gusecki? Gusecki. 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 You, did you just whisper into the mic? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I saw you whispering. I'm like, you have a microphone. Okay. Okay. Gusecki was just like this at the Combine. He blew it up, like tore up all the records, da-da-da-da-da. And then in his rookie year in Miami, didn't do anything. So, yes, I understand why you guys don't like taking rookie tight ends for year one production. Obviously, it's tough to have as a tight end. But down the line, this guy is, 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 has the, the athleticism of a Vernon Davis when he came out, an Eric Ebron when he came out. Like, these guys were freak athletes you know, uh, who's the Injoku, you know, these freak athletes that maybe aren't as polished yet. I think Noah Fan is a guy to draft in the, let's say you just won the championship and you're picking 14th in your 14th man league. Why not? Why not take him and stash him? And by year three, you know, he's tearing it up. I'm just saying he had the fastest 40 among tight ends, the highest vert, the longest broad, the fastest three cone drill and the fastest 60 yard shuttle. He's clearly the most athletic tight end in this rookie class. I agree. I agree to, uh, all the way about that guy. You just he, don't like taking him. I don't know. Not tight ends in the first round. Maybe late second, early third. That's how I feel about it. But this guy is definitely the vertical threat if you're looking for that type of tight end. Sure. He had his average depth per target was 13 and a half yards. Wow. Yeah. For a tight end, that is very good. Yeah, that's very good. That's like, I mean, so his target depth was past the first down sticks every time. His average, every time. Yeah, his, his average. So. That's pretty damn good. I, 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 Iowa has another tight end, too, that we liked a little more at the beginning of the process, but Noah Fant, I think, is going to be clear-cut the number one tight end in this class. That The Alabama kid, Irv Smith, I think is more polished, like, uh, like the Alabama kid they had last year. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, but anyway, a tight end out of last year, out of Alabama, maybe last year, two years ago, was pretty polished. I think that Irv Smith could be that. But if you're looking for explosiveness, upside, you know, Kelsey-type athleticism, I think Fan can be your guy. All right, biggest disappointments uh, from the combine. Why don't you take the first one? David Montgomery from Ohio State. He was a running back. He looked slow during the drills. He ran a 4.63. That's pretty slow for a running <laughs> yeah. back. I mean, he's only 5'11", 216, so he does have the size to play in the NFL. But if you can't move, you're just going to get caught every time, especially in open field. Yeah. 
Yeah, four, four six three is really low. I mean, that's like uh, you know to keep it in perspective. Uh, like we said, Sanders ran a four four nine. So I mean, he's not even close. If he'd be at like five four five three, okay, I could take that. But four six three, that's pretty dang low. And they get two attempts at that thing. Uh, look at Iowa State; they didn't play any defenses. Yes, he you know the Big Twelve doesn't play defense. Yes, he looks great on on tape. I just don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL. For me, for these players coming out of conferences that don't play defense, you better light up the combine. Like, you better be clear-cut. Like, Joe Mixon, he didn't go to the combine, but Joe Mixon was like a clear-cut athlete, you know, better than everybody else athlete. Montgomery doesn't jump off the page athletically, and now it's making me wonder if he was just a product of a team that played bad defenses. So, he also had the lowest vert of all running backs, the lowest vertical jump, if that makes, you know, any difference. So, I do still have him in the top five or six of my running back board, just based on track record and 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 what you with the eye test on on the tape. But at the combine, he definitely didn't help his stock. And Jay, I wanted to shout this out. I just mentioned my my running back board and this stuff. I think in our next episode, we had discussed maybe doing a top ten big board for running backs, top ten big board for wide receivers. You know, basically getting a compiled list of you and I's top boards and throwing them out there for the listeners so just wanted to put that on your radar but also let the listeners know that we're going to be coming with that soon because i know a lot of you are going to start drafting right after the nfl draft um all right my biggest disappointment at running back was elijah holyfield okay when he came out of of georgia and announced he was going to go to the draft i thought okay big bruising type back he's probably more athletic uh than we think he might be able to catch the ball some of these sec running backs can catch they just don't catch in that system he ran a four seven eight in the forty. He was the slowest running back in the forty yard dash. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> I, I watched I watched a lot of Elijah Holyfield's tape. Yeah, and he's like his dad. He wants to pound. He wants to run hard. He doesn't try to bounce it outside. He hits the hole pretty hard. Right. And he's kind of like a Miles Sanders as far as the carry wise. He only had two hundred and fifteen carries at Georgia. Yeah. So he's. As far as for a pounding back at 215, he can definitely play, you know, four or five years in the NFL as a short yardage back, touchdown guy. Yeah. Uh, now the receptions, you're not going to get many receptions out of him. Uh, total in three years, he only had seven catches yeah. at Georgia. Yeah. That's, that, that's not good. I have written down here, he looks like a more athletic Gus Edwards. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I, I put him around that same range. Yeah, which is not bad if you get him for the right price and you get – you know, a six to eight week run like Gus Edwards gave you last year. Hey, I guess you can take it. But I thought for sure this guy could be, you know, like a like a Jordan Howard type, maybe bruiser where you get three or four good years of low end RB one, high end RB two production. Man, he just yes, he's fun to watch because he looks for contact. But if you don't have breakaway speed, you don't have the shiftiness, you know. Yeah, he he's definitely going to struggle in the NFL. Um, but if, if he becomes a touchdown guy in the right offense, he's can be valuable sure. so watch for that in the draft if he lands in a good spot he's a guy that i wouldn't mind drafting right if he let's say hypothetically i'm trying to think of a, a one-two punch that would compliment him i mean okay let's use the saints our hometown team camara as the the main usage guy and then on third and inches you know take latavius murray out long term i'm talking about long term you know short third and short fourth and short goal line and short maybe elijah holyfield can carve out a role on a team like that but if he goes if he goes, to, I just don't see if he goes to a team that has like as a main lead back. I just don't see the every down back capability. Yeah, he'll he won't be a three down back in the NFL. He he'll struggle, and 
as far as passing roles, he'll he probably won't even be there. I didn't even like the way he pass blocked watching this film. So yeah. I think he's got a lot to work on to right. become an NFL back, a valuable NFL back on a team. But I do like him in the short yardage. Yep, I, I can see that. So watch where he gets drafted. Let's talk wide receivers. A couple of them that that I was actually surprised. <clears throat> this first one, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and yes, his name is Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, wide receiver out of Texas. He's a huge dude, so I thought he'd run slow, but I didn't know he'd be the slowest wide receiver in the combine at the 40-yard dash of 4.75, and he he only jumped 33 inches, uh, which I thought, you know, he'd jump a little taller considering his his frame. He just didn't look explosive, and then he didn't look comfortable in the passing drills. I almost wonder if he's, you know, came out a year too soon. I believe he was a junior at Texas. I wonder if he, you know, took the leap too soon. I mean, Give me your thoughts on him in general before the combine and now after. Did you like him coming out? I mean, thoughts on him? I do like I do like little J- Jordan. I believe that this might be the definition of a bad combine, okay. just the worst combine that can happen. Okay. I watched this film. At Texas, he had 86 catches his yeah. junior year. And this guy knows to go up and get the ball. He, on plays, he gets high. He gets strong. He uses his big old body. This guy is 6'4". 225. Yeah. And he uses every part of it. He does look faster. In high school, he was a running back. Okay. And he can move. In Texas, they used him as the Wildcat. Yeah. And he he's not afraid to hit nobody. He's not afraid to run through you whenever you buy the goal line. Yeah. I, I really do like this guy. So you're just chalking it up to a bad combine, and depending on landing spot, you're still very high on him. I'm very high on I'm very high on him. And now he's not my number one or number two guy, yeah. but he's definitely in the top. I don't know, five to seven. Yeah, I, I think so too. Five to ten for me, probably. We're gonna put our boards together this week, as a matter of fact. But you know, I think he'll be in that five to ten range. I wonder though, are you worried that maybe he just tore it up because he played in the Big Twelve, where they don't play a lot of defenses? I mean, are you? Does that concern you at all? Does does level of competition in college concern you? It it always does concern me, but whenever I see a guy that's not afraid to go up and get the ball, or not afraid to go between a safety and a cornerback and make a tough catch, that's the kind of a guy that I'm looking for. He's nasty. He's not afraid to showboat it after he makes a big catch, and he ain't afraid to hit somebody hard in the mouth. That's what I like in a wide receiver. Okay, so you like big physical guys, and you're not bothered by some slow 40 times. Like Mike Evans, I guess, is, is, you know, I'm not saying this guy's the next Mike Evans, but if he has a Mike Evans-type, you know, uh, range to go get the ball... Not a bad thing. Yeah, I could see him kind of being like a Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay's a little bit smaller, but Kenny Galladay does go up and get it. And he also right. isn't afraid to hit somebody whenever he needs to. Okay, cool. Um, Kelvin Harmon. I'm not sure how familiar you are with this guy. I, he, I was kind of late to him, you know, reading about him and watching some tape. I don't watch much NC State. He was supposed to be like a Swiss Army knife guy. He's supposed to be a, you know, do it all, little scat guy. You know, I don't know. I just got the vibe that he was going to be a playmaker. But then at the combine, he had a 4640. Uh, the third slowest. He had the fifth lowest vertical, the fourth uh, fourth shortest broad. I mean, he didn't run well in the three-cone drill. I, I, you know, and so I thought, okay, well, let me see what he did on the bench press because if he didn't run well and he didn't cut well, maybe he's one of these strong guys. Maybe he's just, you know, relies on his body, yada, da. He only had 18 reps on the bench, and there was like seven other wide receivers that had more than 20. So I just don't know if the athleticism is translating to the NFL. His tape looks good. But I don't, I don't see it. I mean, it, I, I feel the same way about yeah. this guy. I, I just didn't see it. Uh, yeah. Even in watching his college film, even still made me nervous to even think about it. He did have 81 catches. His sophomore year and his junior year, he was over 1,000 yards. Right. But he never was a touchdown guy either. He only had four his sophomore year and seven his senior year. And they never used him in the rushing game. So it kind of makes me nervous that maybe this guy, you just stick him on the outside and let him run routes and catch a few balls right. here and there. Like a Devin Funches. 
just kind yeah. of blah, you know? I, I don't know. I didn't get a good vibe. And, and, and I haven't watched a ton of NC State tape, so we will get to that. But, you know, you read on, on all these message boards and you read on all these websites and you, you follow Twitter and Harmon, Harmon, Harmon. I mean, there was talks, obviously, before the combine that he was going to make his way into the top five of, those, of that position group for fan, fantasy purposes. I, I just don't see it now. Um, any other takeaways from the combine, tight end, quarterback, running back? I mean, any thoughts on it at all before we kind of close the, the book on that? No, not really. Um, but it, there is a guy that I would like y'all to remember in the draft. Uh, okay. A guy that 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 did tear his ACL in his senior year. But Bryce Love, this guy two years ago was the runner up to Baker Mayfield at the Heisman. Right. He is explosive. I can see him just like a Justice Hill type of back. If he falls in the right system type of thing, just you know, don't be afraid to take a chance at the end of the first, beginning of the second on a guy like this. Well, I don't think he's going to go that high to be honest with you. I mean, unless you're drafting way late like last week before the season and we're getting there and you realize he's gonna get some run then yeah maybe he creeps up but if you're drafting april may june i think you might be able to get this guy at the end of the second round not at the beginning you might be able to get him a little later i mean think about it there's probably gonna be 10 wide receivers going ahead of him maybe a quarterback and a tight end that sneaks in that's 12 right there and i could make the case for a couple more running backs you know all of a sudden you're looking at bryce bryce love at 15 16 17 18 range then you got to start going, okay, this is going to be one heck of a bargain if he comes back healthy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I didn't give away that I'm going to try to trade up to get him <laughs> in, this, in this year's draft. Yeah, you just let I, all of our buddies know that you love Bryce Love in the first round. So. Yes, yeah, so if, he, if he lands in a spot like the Lions where they, they kind of fading away from a Theo Riddick and right. he becomes a pass catching back when healthy, yeah, I'm probably moving up and trying to take a shot on this guy. Right, or if he lands with somebody like – like a Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay or a Kyle Shanahan, where these guys really know how to use the running back, then, yeah, obviously he's going to move up the boards. But uh, we shall see. Uh, people, don't forget, uh, at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter is how you follow us and communicate with us. And I will have to give Jay the password to that account so you can communicate with him if you have any questions for him. Uh, again, I'm Ethan Paul. That's Jay Ryder, new uh, co-host on the show. Hope you like him. Uh, Jay, let's talk about free agency and trades because we have a lot of catching up to do since our last episode. Who do you want to start with, Antonio Brown or Od- Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, I would like to start with Antonio Brown. <laughs> All right, Odell Brown. Mm-hmm. All right. Not only was he traded to the Raiders, but he was traded for peanuts. I mean, he was traded for uh, like a third round and a fifth round pick. It was nothing for this guy that has been the number one fantasy wide receiver and probably number one receiver in the NFL for the last five years running. Can you believe yeah. it? I can't really believe this at all, yeah. but we don't know what's going on at Pittsburgh. We don't know what happened with the Le'Veon Bell. We don't know what happened with Antonio Brown. Right. But what we do know is that the team and franchise is all in on Big Ben. If Big Ben has something to say about bad about a guy, the franchise isn't going to keep him around. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's over. If Big Ben doesn't like you, you're out of there. Um, let's talk about Antonio Brown. Not only does he get traded to the Raiders, but Tyrell Williams signs. He was probably like the biggest wide receiver name uh, this year, you know, the youngest, the most upside. They, they've, they've redone their, their wide receiver group with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. That's not a bad one-two punch. What do you see for Antonio Brown? I mean, are we looking at 100 catches? Are we looking at 1,200 yards? Do you, or do you see like a, a total catastrophe with the Raiders? Just give me your, you know, top-of-the-head predi- predictions for him. Uh, I, I see him somewhere in the 90 to 99 catch, maybe 100 catches a yeah. year. Okay, but not but 130 like he was getting with Big Ben. No, I don't see that happening. Not at the Raiders. Carr makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, he's not going to throw the ball deep. He's never been a quarterback to throw the ball deep. That's what makes me even more nervous about Tyrell Williams. I was excited to see where he would land. I was kind of hoping a good spot would have really picked him up, but I, I'm not too excited about it. Well, did he never throw the ball deep because he never really had – 
you know, guys to throw it deep. I mean, Crabtree and Jordan well, Nelson. He had uh, Mortavius Bryant for eight games last year. Yeah, I guess he never really threw it up to him. All right, well, we'll see. The jury's still out on Carr for me. Maybe, maybe with these two wide receivers, we see an uptick in production. So you, I guess you're not higher on Carr in fantasy circles now? Well, of course, whenever you get Antonio Brown, I'm a little higher. But I really wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders might draft a quarterback this okay. year. Okay. There you and go. start prepping for the years to come. They do have three first-round picks, so you can see them moving up to get a Haskins or a you know Kyler Murray. That'd be fun. Um, and then they didn't do anything with running backs this year, did they? I don't have any notes on them. They didn't sign anything yet, huh? They back? didn't get any running backs. Uh, so you could be looking for maybe not one of their first-round draft picks to be a running back, but probably their second or their third. Uh, they, they need one bad. All right, let's talk about Odell Beckham. Local guy for us. He's only 26. Traded to the Browns. Okay, Let, we know what Odell Beckham Jr. is going to do. He's probably going to catch 10-plus touchdowns, probably going to have 1,000 yards, probably going to have a – I mean, he's, he's been pretty consistent. And Baker Mayfield's a playmaker. I think it's a perfect match. We're on board with that? Uh, 100%. You like Baker Mayfield a ton. I love Baker Mayfield. Okay, we know this. Jarvis Landry and Joku, the running backs, is it a negative for any of them? Do you still see Jarvis getting his? Give me your thoughts on the whole Browns offense. Anybody take a nosedive in value, stuff like that. No, no I, I don't think that anybody's going to take a huge nose dive. dive. Uh, Jarvis Landry's still going to be the slot guy. He's probably still going to catch balls over the middle. I can see Najuko start running some more post routes and seam routes. And with Odell over there, they have to double team him. Yeah. So that's only going to open up these guys. I think that it's going to be more of a spread open offense. Uh, with the running backs they have, everybody's going to be sharing the ball. But I still think Odell's going to be the main guy. He's going to get his 10 touchdowns. He's going to have 1,000 yards. And he's probably going to be in the 95 to 110 catches. All right, gut call here. Who do you want more heading down the stretch, heading into your fantasy playoffs next uh, this coming season, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? I want Nick Chubb. Uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, yeah, he's the man. He he played good at the Chiefs and all that. But whenever you miss eight games, maybe nine, we don't know where the bye week is for the Browns yet. Yep. I, I think I would prefer to have a guy that's been there all year long, going into his second year, mm-hmm. and a guy that's going to for sure run the ball hard for you. Yeah, I kind of like Nick Chubb too. My only concern is that if, if Kareem Hunt is you know buttoned up and he shows that he can do it all, catching the ball and everything you know i think he's probably a better complete back than nick chubb even though nick chubb might be a more pure runner i i don't want to see a timeshare here dude because oh, it's definitely going to be a timeshare uh, i don't want to no see doubt. it i don't want to see it because yes they could both be good with 12 touches but i'd rather see one of them get 24 and lead me to a championship that way you know what i mean so i don't know and then another hot name i just wrote this in here demetrius harris he was kind of a you know one like this year's uh burton uh the tight end uh, he signs with the Browns. I don't know if I love that. He's going to be the number two guy behind Njoku. You're really going to need injuries to happen for Demetrius Harris to be you know, featured in that offensive pass catcher. So it's kind of a bummer. I stashed him late in the year. A lot of people did. He was behind Kelsey all those years. But just wanted to mention that he signed with the Browns. All right, your guy, I know you like this next guy, Mark Ingram, to the Ravens as a free agent. Any thoughts on Mark Ingram? Yes, I mean, can you land in a better spot than the Ravens? Right. They don't have much competition over there. Gus the bus, maybe, but Mark Ingram's going to get the touches. Yep. He's not going to catch a lot of balls, but he's going to get the touches. I mean, I think he's going to get anywhere from 15 to 20 carries a game. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a top 12 back. I think they're going to feature him. They, Hardball has always featured a running back, one running back. Gus Edwards, 
Eh, he was a nice story, but he's Gus freaking Edwards. Kenneth Dixon owners need to be shaking in their boots. Not only have they not given Kenneth Dixon, like, okay, we're going to give this guy, you know, a chance, give him the rock, whatever. They split the carries. But then they bring in a 29-year-old free agent. Not good for Kenneth Dixon. I think, I think Mark Ingram's going to be a high-end running back two this year. Uh, Worst-case scenario. I think you can lock him in for 300-plus touches. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, I can even see him as a, a, you know, 10 to 12 range RB1. Yeah. Yeah, me too, definitely. Um, and on the flip side, his replacement with the Saints, Latavius Murray, I think you own him. Yes. Yes. We actually traded last year. There you go. I traded into you. There you go. All right, so thoughts on Latavius Murray with the Saints. This one's a little more tricky, I think, than Mark Ingram going to the Ravens. Latavius Murray is a same-slash-different type of back than Mark Ingram. He's not going to – when he's on the field, you know he's going to be running the ball. He's not there to catch a bunch of balls. When Mark Ingram was in the game, no, the defense didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Because he be can screen. catch. Yeah. He can catch the ball. He can do all this. But with Kamara there, I think Latavius Murray will be fine. You're probably only going to get 12, 10 to 12 carries maybe a game. But he will be the goal line back, even though Kamara has shown in the past that he can do it. What do you yeah. think? Well, I see – <laughs> We talked about this before the show. I don't know if he's locked in the goal line duties because Sean Payton, you can't trust that guy. I mean, Taysom Hill's getting touchdowns. Tight ends named uh, Arnold and, and some guy named Hill. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are catching touchdowns with plays specifically drawn up for them. That's what makes me worried. Any other team without Sean Payton, I'd think, okay, goal line back, lock it in, eight touchdowns this year. You'll be able to start them in spots. With the Saints, dude, you know this. Who knows who's getting the call on the goal line? Yes, anything is possible. A couple years ago, <laughs> we ran an end around with Kobe Fleener for a touchdown right. on the two-yard line. Right. So the coach is crazy. I don't trust Latavius Murray. Now, handcuff-wise, obviously, he's now one of the most valuable handcuffs. Kamara's a smaller guy. If Kamara goes down two games, four games, or longer, you've got a nice plug-and-play running back in Latavius Murray. So I do like that. I hate doing this, but do you want to talk about the Bills? The Bills. Bills. Mm, not too excited about the Bills. The Bills signed John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Tyler Croft. Okay, Lions. They signed uh, – no, all right. John Brown with the Bills I actually like. Uh, but can jo Josh Allen even give him the ball? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I like. I actually think that Josh Allen is a more athletic Joe Flacco. He's got the cannon-like Flacco, okay? He throws it deep, and he's got the athleticism to get out of the pocket – you know, for a young quarterback that's valuable to move out of the way and then find your guy deep. So you're not nervous about Frank Gore still in touches from John No, <laughs> no. I could care less about Frank Gore. Frankly, I don't want any part of the Bills running game, but I don't hate John Brown and Cole Beasley. I know they're not the sexiest name, but I know you could, you could picture it. John Brown running deep, okay? Allen scrambling out of the pocket and just heaving it for John Brown 50 yards down the field. It's possible. And then Beasley, on the other hand, I know you like Beasley, a quarterback's best friend, short game, it, win in trouble, or when it breaks down quickly, he can dump it off to a quick slot guy. Yes, I, I own Beasley in my league, and uh, I, I kind of wish you maybe would have fell in a different spot, but the Bills aren't the worst spot for him. He can be valuable. Right. Uh, he's not going to, you know, maybe 60 catches this year. Yeah, he might not blow the roof off, no. but he could be in a PPR. I mean, yeah, I, I actually don't hate it. And believe it or not, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Tyler Croft, although they may not be household names for the average NFL fan, I think it, th those three guys actually bring Josh Allen, the quarterback, his value up almost to like if you're in a two QB league or something – He's startable. I mean, I think he's going to have some good games this year because he can move out of the pocket and run. So. Oh, yes. Definitely in a redraft leave, uh, Josh Allen can definitely be used. I, I think he can be valuable this yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. And in Dynasty, 
you, you're, you're, it's good to see the Bills putting more talent around him because they were pretty bad last year. Zay Jones was their leading guy, and fat Kelvin Benjamin at one point was their other guy that they just cut mid-season. You know what I mean? Like, he's had – last year he had a rough. So, I like it for all three parties. Tyler Croft, any thoughts on him? He was with the Bengals for a while. He flashed. I mean well, – He's walking into the starting role. They uh, got right. rid of Charles Clay. So, I think Kraft could – be valuable in some some days some weeks you know depending on the defense they're playing the scheme but we still don't know what's what's going on with this offense i mean we never know every week is totally different zay jones might blow up last year for you know 20 points and the next week he only had one yeah right right makes me nervous well and they had a rookie quarterback i'm not saying any of these guys lock them in but on the right matchups you get tyler croft in the right spot not a bad piece to have you know any starting tight end yeah, tight ends are right. so blah. I mean, anybody. Yeah. Behind the big three or four, you can move them around and play the matchups, but I don't hate it. Speaking of tight ends, and I think you own this guy too in our home league, Jesse James, signs of the Lions, and apparently he's also happy to be out of Pittsburgh. Well, I, I'm actually very disappointed in myself. I dropped Jesse James last year. <laughs> uh, wasn't was very disappointed whenever I saw him sign with the Lions because, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's a great – a great landing spot for him. He uh he's he's a guy that that can do it all, and this yeah. only helps that offense in whole. They also signed Danny Amendola, a good slot receiver. I really yeah. like that as a Kenny Galladay owner. Uh, what do you think about the Danny Amendola? <clears throat> I actually don't mind Amendola. I just don't know if there's enough balls to go around for Jesse James and Amendola to both be relevant because you have the third year receiver in Galladay, and then Marvin Jones is still there, and those are two guys that can command the ball and you know dominate the defenses so I just don't know if I know Stafford's good but I don't know if he's that good to make four pass catchers in this offense and five if you include carry on Johnson or whoever's gonna be catching it out of the backfield I don't know if he's that good like a breeze good to make all five guys you know sustainable substantial what's the word I'm looking for uh sustainable assets in dynasty so I agree with that I, I yeah. don't see uh Matthew Stafford being able to do that and they also showed last year that they're not afraid to run with carry on Johnson right so that's another right so I, I don't know yes they're nice pieces if anything I think these two guys Amendola and Jesse James help Stafford and maybe help Marvin Jones and Galladay more you know, by taking coverage off of them, then it do, then they get boosts. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're just role players in this offense. Jesse James, maybe. Same as Croft. You might be able to start him every now and then. All right. I have a guy that I own. Devin Funches signs with the Colts. One-year deal. Nothing long-term. To me, I love it. You get Andrew Luck. It's a prove-it deal. One year. If they, don't, if they don't draft a DK Metcalf or somebody, you know, a big-body wide receiver in the draft, I think he can not only produce this year, but they may actually try to extend him, you know, sign him to a longer-term deal if he produces. I, I like Devin Funches with the Colts for this one year. Any thoughts? I do like Devin Funches also, but I was kind of upset when I saw it. As far as Ebron, he's going to take a slack back. I mean, yeah. uh, Funches is going to be turn into a kind of a Moncrief role. He's going to catch the ball in the red zone. He's going to run good routes, and he's going to be there. And Andrew Luck is going to light him up, I believe. He's gonna, the red zone is where he's going to feast. Yeah, I think so, too. Last year, Ebron had that many touchdowns because he was the only big body on the field. Remember, Jack Dahl was in and out of the lineup. He was, he was the only big body. So I think now with Funches, you see those touchdowns decrease for Ebron. And I think you can see eight, nine touchdowns out of Devin Funches this year. It's totally possible that happens. If you had to guess off the top of your head the age of Devin Funches, give me a number. 25. 24. Oh. It seems like he's been around forever. He it, se- it seems like he's like 28, you know, but... He's only 24. So, like I said, 
If he produces this year, not only could you see him signing a big deal with somebody else, but maybe the Colts want to keep him around, which would be great for dynasty purposes with luck. All right. Um, Fitz Tragic signs with the Dolphins. There's nothing more tragic than the Dolphins, and it's a perfect match made in heaven. And not only did they sign him, but they signed him on St. Paddy's Day. So Yeah. I mean, this, this guy, <laughs> he's just going to be – they're going to be down by 21 points, and you can see Kenny Stills lighting up the scoreboard every week in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I yep. mean, I'm I, – I personally don't mind the Fitzpatrick if I have Parker and Stills and these those guys. Now, if I j- took a high pick last year on Gaskiski, Gasecki. Oh, I watched that. But, <laughs> but if I have that I guy, I can tell you hate tight ends. <laughs> Jesus. If if I'm that, if I have him, I'm not excited. You know why? Because whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick was played for the Jets, he threw the ball 74 percent to the wide receiver in one season. 74 yeah. percent. That he's not even looking at the tight ends or the running backs in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about him now as the starter of the Dolphins, but the Dolphins may trade up, get a quarterback. I right. mean, nobody really knows what the Dolphins are doing anymore. Yeah, and the Dolphins have been pretty mediocre. I think over the last 20 years, they have an even 500 record. Yeah, they're always like, drafting between 12 and 15. Right. They're not bad enough to get top picks. They're not good enough to win the Super Bowl, so... Um, Dolphins don't really do anything for me. Like I said, let's see what happens. See what they do. I can see them making a move for a young quarterback and then letting Fitzpatrick start for the first, you know, eight, nine weeks until the bye week, something like that. Then turning it over. Who knows? Um, man, it seems like we have a lot of our players on this list. Golden Tate signs with the Giants. I actually don't hate it because Noodle Arm, Eli Manning, you know, can't throw it very far down the field anymore, accurately at least. So maybe Golden Tate still has some PPR value left. What do you think? I believe Golden Tate's going to have a decent year. I was just really confused with the whole entire signing. I yeah. mean, what do you do with Sterling Shepard now? Are you moving him outside? Right. But, I mean, Evan Ingram is like going to be a top tight end no matter what now. Right. He's going to be the guy that's going to go and run those post routes, taking over the yeah. middle of the field. Golden Tate's going to run everything underneath. <clears throat> I, I mean – I'm confused. I like the signing, but I'm very confused on what the Giants are doing. Yeah, I don't think they know what they're doing. Uh, Look, they don't have – like, to me, if you're going to sign Beckham to a long-term deal like they did last summer and draft Barkley, you're signaling to everybody, we're going to win now. We're pushing all our chips. Well, then you trade Beckham, so it signals, okay, never mind. We're going to rebuild. We're going to collect draft picks and start rebuilding. But then you go and sign a 32-year-old wide receiver to replace him. It's like – well, are we back in win now mode? Why didn't you just keep Beckham? I just nobody knows what the Giants are doing. I don't think it matters. What you're going to see is the Giants losing a lot of games and Golden Tate and Barkley and Shepard catching a lot of three and four yard passes <laughs> in junk time. And at this point in Dynasty, that's all we can hope for from Shepard and Tate and Barkley. A ton of garbage time catch-up passes. I mean, is that fair to say? Uh, that's, that's what it's going to be all <laughs> and, year And long. an occasional touchdown from Ingram. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm may, maybe a little bit higher on the Ingram. I think that he may be valuable, but he is a tight end. Right. And even whenever Beckham went down, I think it was like 60 catches he had that year, and yeah. he was the only guy. So he's not... He's not going to light you up or anything, but in the tight end world, he's going to be valuable. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess for tight end, for for the position, yeah, he might be more valuable. Right. You know what I mean? But Tate, I mean, his days as a high-end wide receiver, too, you know, might be done. I think I think he might be more middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, too. Yeah, you know? he's, he's not going to have the 90-catch season no like way. he had every no year in Detroit. He He's going to be that, you know, 75 to 85 catches, possibly, maybe. Right, right. But... 
he's he's a guy that you could plug in your flex, especially in our home league. I know we don't like talking about that, but we have two flexes. He's a guy that I could plug in my yeah. second flex, and I, I feel comfortable playing him. Yeah, in a PPR, yes, go for it with him and Shepard, and, and obviously Barkley's a no, no-brainer. Here's the important thing for Tate and, and Shepard. We keep talking about the two wide receivers. Yak. Yards after catch, they better have a lot of it this year, or the Giants are going zero and zero and sixteen. Like, because Eli Manning is not going to be able to sit in that pocket and wait for Golden Tate to get open on a flag route, you know, fifteen yards on the field. It's not happening. It's going to be slants and dump offs and eight yard curls. You know, they're going to need to break some tackles, or it could get ugly for the Dolphins in a hurry. Which I kind of like watching Giants. You know, New York team always sucking. So, all right, Le'Veon Bell. I'm surprised we didn't lead with him. Signs with the Jets. Um, I, okay, does Bell with the Jets give you the same numbers? Sam Darnold's coming into year two. Does he give you similar or the same or better numbers than he did in Pittsburgh? You know, the last two years that he played there, I can see the exact same. I mean, maybe yeah. you know, maybe not as many catches here and there, but I, I can see the exact same. The guy's patient. He's a good running back. He's coming off of a year where he did not play. Yeah, he's fresh. he's fresh. He's ready. He just made a rap single, so don't forget to go and uh, pick yeah. that up at your local. Best Buy or whatever, <laughs> wherever it could be, iTunes. But, iTunes. But I, I really like this this move. All right. What if, instead of fresh, we use the word fat? Does your opinion change? No. I actually have <laughs> Le'Veon Bell on Snapchat, and okay. uh, he's working hard. Okay. He's sweating. He's, he's ripped. He's, he's ready, I he's think. He's sexy. Uh, he's not yeah. fat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I listened to a couple of his rap songs, but I mean. Okay. All right. So you're all on board Le'Veon Bell's uh, pain train. Okay, here we go. All right, so. I actually think that his numbers will sustain. Young quarterback, dumping it off to him a lot. Obviously, the Jets are paying him, so they're going to want to use him. They're going to draw up plays for him the whole nine. The only thing I can see dipping is targets and then receptions as a consequence. Only because this. Visualize the play. Big Ben, pocket breaking down. He shrugs off a tackler, shifts the ball in his other hand, flips it forward to Le'Veon Bell, who's standing there five yards away from the line of scrimmage. I don't know if Sam Darnold can do that and let the play extend that much and then dump it off the bell. So that maybe only happens two times a game. You're looking at 32 targets. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That he might not have with Darnold. Because Big Ben's a whole different animal, standing in that pocket, shrugging off guys, flicking it forward. It's also going to be a totally different offense also. I mean, I could see the Jets going more towards the play-action game more too. I mean, you got Robbie Anderson on the outside Mm -hmm. that can go deep. They just signed uh, Crowder. Yeah, Jameson Crowder, yeah. So, I mean, you got a valuable slot guy. So, I mean, I I could see this becoming more of a play-action. They're going to feed the rock to him. They're going to let him run. And whenever it's time to pass, they're going to play-action it. And the the defense are going to be stacking the box. I I like this as a whole – Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, their entire wide receiver, uh, their tight end, Chris Herndon. Herndon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris I Herndon. I, I, think, I think this only helps the entire team, especially the – I like it. I think so, too. It, it never fails. A, good, a team that runs the ball is a good team. I mean, if they're going to run the ball, everyone else feeds off of it. Play action, like you said, Herndon. And remember, I like a Nunwa, too. I mean, they may address wide receiver in the draft this year because Robbie Anderson's kind of crazy. But a Nunwa I still like. Bigger body. Could be a role player there. Yes, I agree. Everyone gets a bump, even Darnold. Obviously, Darnold. So I think it's a good move for Bell. He gets some money, maybe not as much as he wanted. Everybody wins. He's in New York. He's a star. He can make more rap singles. Winner all around. Uh, any interest in Deshaun Jackson for for dynasty purposes? Traded back to the Eagles. Um, yes and no. I yeah. mean, they still they the talk was they were going to trade Nelson Aguilar, and that didn't happen. Yeah. So where does this put Deshaun Jackson and Nelson Aguilar? Yeah, right, right, right. 
And Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, they can't all go deep every play. And Zach Ertz. I mean, he's going to be soaking up everything over the middle. Yeah, I don't like it. This screams to me that he wanted to go back to where he started his career so he could retire in a year or two. Yeah, and that's what I'm seeing too. And the Eagles has no run game. So you can't only rely on Carson Wentz's arm. Right. Well, you could, and then he's going to end up injured again. So there's that. I, I don't like it either. Rewind the clock to the beginning of last year. Maybe I like it a little more, right? Nelson Aguilar hadn't, you know, really bloomed yet. They had a running game, some running backs in place. Jay Ajayi, Carson Wentz coming off. Maybe I could see, okay, Wentz and D-Jax. This year, I don't like anything about the Eagles, really. I mean, it's just kind of a turbulent situation, including their quarterback. And they don't have that insurance policy with Foles anymore. So I don't really like D-Jax. If you have him, trade him now before the idiots in your home league realizes that he got traded back to the Eagles. And otherwise, I don't know how startable he's going to be. He was pretty volatile at times in Tampa Bay. So I don't like that as much. Uh, speaking of Nick Foles, I know you had made some notes about him. Did he end up – where did he end up? He he actually ended up at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, that's right. And uh, I, it's not a terrible spot to land. I mean, he went for the money. Yeah. I mean, who can blame him? Yeah, right. He's yeah. got everything else. Yeah. Um, he the, the offense itself with Leonard Fournette – Yeah can definitely run a good offense. You can play action out of it. You can do several different things. You have Marquis Lee who's coming off of an yep. injury. You still have Keenan Cole. They uh, didn't really – D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Nice Westbrook. Player. They didn't sign any wide receiver or any... – No, I think uh, Moncrief walked in free agency. Moncrief did. He went to – actually, Moncrief went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which... There you go. We didn't bring him up. Yeah. He's not even on my list, dude. That's crazy. I had him as a little side note, but <laughs> it's all right. There you go. Yeah, I, I think he could. Who, I, tight end, I don't think they addressed tight end down there. They had like Mercedes Lewis at one point. Which or, Mercedes Lewis actually signed with the Green Bay Packers. There you go. So I don't even know who the tight end in Jacksonville is anymore. Is it O'Shaughnessy? Is it your guy O'Shaughnessy? I, we'll have to I, I check know he's on. there, but I think they did sign someone. I'm just not sure okay. who it is. Okay, well, we'll take tight end out of it. Yeah, if Fournette's healthy, if they get a nice you know, complimentary back to him. Uh, I do like the wide receivers. I think Marquise Lee unfortunately got hurt last year could be a legitimate threat in that offense yeah i really like marquis lee yeah, and right. dd I, and dd he's I a mean, nice player who they they had blake bortles let's be real right. anybody that steps into this role can do better than blake bortles right. which blake I, bortles also signed to be the backup at the rams so ugh, watch out golf owners he's coming for you yeah, he's coming for your job i'd be very look nervous. my grandmother can throw the ball better than blake bortles did in that offense okay wow he's bad yeah, that's pretty bad. It amazes me that he lasted six years. Okay, it's bad. Yeah, he was, he was horrible. Uh, so let's not get don't get me started. But anyway, Nick Foles, I don't love him, but I think he is an upgrade for that offense. He's definitely an upgrade. I mean, definitely everything's an upgrade. All I'm saying is Blake Bortles. Zach Mettenberger would have been an upgrade over Bortles. Yeah, yeah. If he didn't get hurt in the A. Hackenberg AFL. probably. Ha- no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, no. No, <laughs> whoa, no, no, whoa. No. All right, couple more here. Let's get through them. Tevin Coleman signs with the 49ers. A bit of a head scratcher. I don't love it. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on over there. Um, they have, what, three, four backs now? If that you count Colonel Mostert. Yeah, I mean, but the, the reports are that he's just a valuable special teams. But when he played last year, he looked really good. So yeah. I, I don't really understand the whole entire shakeup. Now, Kyle Shanahan did say that he wants to dress all four backs every yeah. week. I don't see that happening. There was already rumors about the Eagles and 49ers having communications. It was kind of confusing on Brita or McKinnon, but I, I do think they're going to trade one of them. They have to. Well, McKinnon has no more money against the cap this year if they cut him. He has no guaranteed money this year. McKinnon. He had but, all his bonus money up front. 
But as far as Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they paid him $30 million up front last year. And all he did was tear his ACL. He never actually played a snap for him. I, I don't know if the team itself can just – Get rid of a guy after paying him thirty million dollars. Well, they, well, they didn't pay him thirty up. It was a thirty million dollars signing bonus. No way. No, he had it was, it was a, a thirty million dollar contract. He he had no a, way. Oh, we're looking it up right we're now. Looking right, up. Hold on, everybody, stop what you're doing and Google what McKinnon's contract was. Well, here's he, my thought. Here's my thought about you talked about Mostert. I'm gonna Google it while I'm talking, but you talked about Mostert and Breida. My thing is with Shanahan, you've seen him turn these no name guys into successful running backs in that scheme. Why is he bringing in free agents and paying them this amount? Why not just draft two new dudes every year and plug them in? You know? Well, in Atlanta, he had Tavon Coleman, mm-hmm. and Tavon Coleman tore it up. So why not, whenever you see Tavon Coleman on the free agency, you go out and get your Tavon Coleman? Because he needs that back. He needed that back last year. Uh, I know that McKinnon got hurt, and nobody really knows, but I, I personally think that McKinnon can be the Devontae Freeman to Tavon Coleman's Tavon, Tavon Coleman. All right, all right, here we go. Here's the contract for McKinnon last year. It was four years, $30 million total. Total. Do it signing. Signing bonus was $2 million, and guaranteed at signing was eleven. So he got $13 oh, million. I'm sorry, I was off. Yeah, right. So, But a good portion of it was, was front-loaded. There's no guaranteed money tied to the contract this year. That's what I'm saying. I think so, he's only due $3.9 million, though. I mean, the Raven, I mean, the 49ers aren't that bad as far as... As yeah. far as money hit, so yeah, he's only three point seven million is what he's making this year. So I just don't. I mean, that's not a lot of money. And if I guess he was cut, I'm trying to read the cap. The cap hit would be five million dollars. So which is pretty team. low for a team that has a lot of cap space. So I it, don't know. It, it could happen. It I could mean, happen. Maybe they trade. I, him I see them. I him, see know? them trading a player here. Yeah. I mean, Breida has shown that he can not hold a load, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield, be elusive. Yeah. Uh, any team. That's looking for that type of back. He's their guy on a rookie deal. So maybe Breed is the odd man out. It's gonna be an interesting situation to watch. And you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna draft a running back in like the fifth round just to mess with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something, something crazy. They're gonna trade for you know. So just stand by on that. We don't know how it's gonna play out. I mean, I guess it's a downgrade for Coleman owners only in the eyes that you thought he might get a bell cow role. Right? I thought he, I thought he might have got a bell cow role, but he did land with Kyle Shanahan. We, we yeah. can't forget about it. He can make. Any running back in this league look like an all-pro. True. Which, yeah, okay. I, I, I understand. Cole, I, Coleman's going to get his. Yeah, That's he what might I'm have a good year. I'm just saying as far as, like, expectations coming yeah. into free agency. I, I thought he was going to land at and, and be the guy. Right, with the Raiders or the Jets or the Ravens, you know, something yeah. like that. that. So that's all. Uh, but I guess I don't hate him. I, I'm a big Tevin Coleman fan. I had him at one point. I traded him away, but I had him. Um, all right, Humphrey signs with the Titans, and we mentioned D-Jax. I want to kind of lump these together. I, I don't care about Humphreys with the Titans. I don't care about the Titans. It could, there could be 31 teams in the NFL, and I'd be like, who's that 32nd team? And I would never, ever be able to think about the Titans. Anyway, Humphreys is gone from Tampa Bay. Deshaun Jackson is gone from Tampa Bay. Talk about my main man, Chris Godwin. Yeah, the- Chris Godwin's going to eat this year, I believe. Yes, sir. I mean, Mike Evans is going to be double team. Chris Godwin's going to be open down the, the the seam. And last year he showed that he could be a red zone threat. Yeah. He's caught several balls in the end zone. I, I actually think that Jameis was looking at him half the time. Yeah, right. No, I like him. Big body, athletic freak. Now he's the clear number two. Love Chris Godwin. He had some drops. A couple Saints games we watched, he dropped some in the end zone too. So that's all right. Still young. Let's get past that. 
I think Chris Godwin could be. Yeah, and the team has shown by releasing or letting these two guys go yeah. that they have trust in him. Well, so, trading Deshaun Jackson, they tra- they made yeah. a, a decision to move him out. Like, yeah, but this is Bruce Arians, so you probably will see them maybe in the draft getting that speedy wide receiver like sure. uh, Paris Campbell. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I could see them possibly taking a guy like that Right, to help burner. out, but I still don't think that that's going to hurt Godwin in any way. I, I it might only help him. I think he's going to be what like um, I'm trying to think of solid number twos, like what uh, Golden Tate was to to. No, that's not a good example. How about what? Give me some solid number twos. Okay, what Tyler Boyd was last year to AJ Green. Yes, right? I could see that happening. I could, I but I could also see him being what Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin are. Hmm. I mean, uh, Tyler Lock. Doug Baldwin, as far as Mike Evans, like can a lot do, of targets. Yeah, he. I mean, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he had a bad year last year. Let's throw last year out. But Doug Baldwin was getting the targets, and Tyler Lockett was the one getting open. Right. And then they started finding him as the season went on. He right. got that huge contract. He had a great year last year. Right. I could see him molding into a very valuable wide receiver too. <coughs> Possibly, you know, probably low end, but I think right. he could be all right. I'll go even a little higher, and this may be because I own him, but I've told Adam and, and Jacob, this are other two co-hosts, I think he could be a wide receiver one. Well, go with me here. Go with me here. Assuming Jameis Winston gets his head straight, which we haven't seen in five years already in the NFL or four years, why can't Mike Evans and Chris Godwin put up numbers like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster did? I'll tell you my reason. O.J. Howard. Okay. Jameis loves O.J., especially whenever they're moving down the field and yeah. he's got he's within the 20-yard line. Yeah. He Last year it's shown that he's going to throw the ball. And to they him still have too. Cameron Brait there, too, yeah, who he seems I, to like. So I, I don't understand that one. So you're saying that, uh, they, that the running game's not there either, which makes me nervous. Now they might go out and get another guy. Yeah. I'm not a Jones friend. Oh, wait. You're not a Ronald Jones fan? Never was. All right. You're a permanent host. I've removed the interim <laughs> tag. All right. Uh, see, I, I understand what you're saying. There's, the, the tight ends are there to worry about. In Pittsburgh, they didn't really have a, an O.J. Howard and Cameron Brake combo. No. Jesse James and Vance McDonald are nice, but they're not. And they have Jameis. I oh, O.J. Howard was the Alabama tight end I was talking about. He was like the polished guy coming out well, a couple years ago. two years ago. Yeah, two yeah. years ago. All right. There you go. All right. Back to my board here. I only have one more name. I think you might have one more, but I have Case Keenum traded to the Redskins. Do we care? Does this? Does anyone on the Redskins have dynasty impact? Darius Geis is the only one. To yeah, me. I, I think mean, so. I I think Darius is going to have a good year, mm-hmm. uh, but Case Keenum last year struggled. I yeah. mean, did he really have a lot of help over there? They had Sutton, rookie, well, played really well. Demarius but, Thomas and, and Emmanuel Sanders to start the year were there, and he just wasn't. I but mean, Demarius he, Thomas fell off. I mean, yeah. he had a rough year last year. Yeah. Emmanuel I mean, Sanders got hurt, but. He, he had a good year, they, which they just re-signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I saw that. So uh, Yeah, I don't like Case Keenum. I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, anybody that played with the Vikings a couple of years ago when they have uh, Adam Thielen and Diggs, I mean, you're going to light it up. Yeah, right, right, right. I wonder if... Um, any, any hope for Josh Doxson? Are we still holding out hope for that guy with the Redskins? No, not, not really. with Case Keenum behind center. And oh, I for, what about what about Trey Quinn? Now that Crowder's gone, any love for Trey Quinn? Trey Quinn can be a valuable guy, I believe. I mean, that's kind of what Case Keenum was. He's kind of a guy that wants to find somebody that wants to run over the middle and right. catch a ball. Right, and that is what Trey easy Quinn throws is. more success. I, I kind of like Trey Quinn. I probably like him the most out of the group. I'm trying to think of who else is there. They had that uh, Maurice dude. Uh, he actually signed with the, the Patriots. Patriots. I saw yes. that. You told me about that. 
And then they had Crowder, who's gone. Josh Doxson's still there. I mean, I guess it's Doxson and Quinn, top of the depth chart right now with Geis and, and Adrian Peterson. So, I mean, I guess you can lean on some of those guys, but uh, it's not looking up with the with the Redskins in my mind, not with Case Keenum running the show. No, not with – definitely not. I don't, I don't They also – they did sign Paul Richardson last year. So, he does kind of have a deep threat type of guy, but – yeah, do you trust Casey Hinton to yeah. get it there? Yeah, no. Anybody else on your list? I'm I'm out of names. No, uh, um, the Patriot wide receivers. Uh-huh. They did sign that Morris Harris that I said. And uh, if you're a Josh Gordon owner, uh-huh. I know Ethan was last year. Yeah, and I he, cut him. He did cut him. But <laughs> there has been rumblings in the bushes that he may be back. And the Patriots have their rights now. Will Bill Belichick put up with it or right. not? I don't know. But. If he does come back, he has he showed last year that he can do it, mm-hmm. and he might not be quite ready to drop him. Or <laughs> I know it's hard to say because know, he's disappointed us so many times. But so what you're telling me is I need to go back to my waiver wire right now and pick him back up, and everyone else should too. As long as you're not dropping anybody that you're trying <laughs> to stab. I mean, it, he's kind of a hard situation, Josh yeah. Gordon. Yeah. But if he does come back, he was a wide receiver too last year. Yeah. And, and we still got Tom Brady, Sony Michelle. I'm just tired of saying what if with this guy, man. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I understand, but he, he but you're didn't saying fell, there's a chance. He, there's a chance. He didn't fail a drug test yet. Yet, uh, at least we don't know, <laughs> you know. But there, there is rumblings that he could be back. All right. So keep your eye on Josh Gordon, and I'll let somebody else deal with that mess if they want to pick him up. And uh, then uh, they signed Philip Dorsett too, right? They yes, resigned him. They resigned him to a one-year deal. Uh, he didn't have many. Go, much going on in free agency. No team was really asking to bring him in. Oh, today, though, they actually had Spencer Ware go to the Lions. Um, the talk has kind of been that Theo Riddick was kind of in the door, out the door type of situation. If Spencer Ware does sign over there, I, I like that. I mean, they they didn't they show that they want to run two, two backs. They yeah. want to have a pass catcher. They want to have a runner. And I, if you have Spencer Ware – or if you're thinking about, oh, I need another running back for next year, and he he does sign, I would throw out a trade and see if you can grab him. I mean, yeah. I know it's before the draft and all this, but I, th- I think he could be. I think he can be a guy. Yeah, he could probably carve out a role there. It'd be yeah. Carryon Johnson, Spencer Ware, one, two, and then in today's NFL. It doesn't matter if you're the starter in week one. All we care about who's the starter in week 16. Look at Damian Harris. Look at these guys. Yeah. So if you have the handcuff to carry on Johnson, it might not be a bad idea to get him now. That way, in week 15, if Carryon Johnson is down, guess what? You have the number one guy. I, I, I totally am on board with scooping up any number two running backs that you can get. My only caution would be to not do it so soon because we haven't gotten to the draft yet. Right. Once once we're clear with free agency and the draft is done and Spencer Ware and Carryon Johnson are the only two with the Lions, absolutely. You know, but, but but by then he might be more valuable. True. If you, if you can throw out a fourth round pick, something lower I mean, right now. In right. this year's draft, a fourth round pick, you're scraping the bottom bottom as it is. Yeah, I mean, right. You're looking at deep guys that maybe one or two years. It, but if you're at a team that's kind of almost there, I don't see a problem yeah, with throw it. throw a third or fourth I mean, round pick. Tarion Johnson got hurt last year. Yeah. Like Eric Blunt's done. Everybody gets hurt. Running backs get hurt. They did re-sign Zach Zinner, but yeah. Zach Zinner didn't do anything yeah. last year. He's just a guy. Jack. So, the, way I, the one question that I have, who do you think did the most or the best signings in free agency? Like overall, including trades? Yes, overall. Um, oh. Well, 
I'm going to go ahead and say, look, I know we made joked about the Bills, but I think the Bills, for everything we talked about, I know they're not flashy, but they've clearly upgraded their pass catcher. So I think just from an upgrade standpoint, the Bills. Now, flashiness, star power, I do like the Le'Veon Bell with the Jets signing, but overall, Browns, Super Bowl bid 2019, baby. Uh, I, I, that was going to be my team, the Browns. <laughs> there you I, go. I agree. I, I think the Browns have done what they needed to do to make their team yeah. valuable. I mean, yeah, I, they're going to be a. I think they. I think they're going to win their division. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, the, the, the Steelers are going to be meh, and the Ravens are always meh. And who the hell is Bengals? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, they cut uh, Bontez, uh, Vontez Perfect, by the way, that linebacker. Yeah, the Bengals cut him. So the, the, all three of those teams are going to be like, eh. But the Browns are up and coming. I actually like the Browns. They didn't really sign anything big in free agency. They signed Demetrius Harrison in, but bringing the OBJ trade in and signing Kareem Hunt, you know, I mean, those are like two. Yeah. They, they, they could be down the stretch winners for you. So I think the Browns are going to make a playoff push this year and make some noise. It's going to be a fun team to watch. So, all right, dude, that's about it. Um, thanks for coming on the show. What did you think of your first episode? It was really fun. Uh, you could I do this all I stuttered. day. Oh, yeah. I stuttered a little bit at the beginning. I kind of found my groove yeah, at the end. Right. Uh, I'll be happy to come back anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard Jay Ryder pop his, his podcast, Cherry. This was his first, so you're Very welcome. First. We did this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This is uh, Flex Appeal, Dynasty Fans Football. I'm Ethan Paul, joined by Jay Ryder. We will be back hopefully next week. We're trying to get back on a regular pace with you guys with some big boards, maybe top tens at certain positions. Start really digging into these rookies because I know that's what you want to talk about right now as you head to your draft. Jay, say goodbye. Peace out.